Jake Warner was at the control. So sit back, relax, and check this drone out right here. Jake! Yo! Okay, here we go. So good to be back. This podcast is for the people. No, nobody knows who I am. Jake! Live from the Big Brother Bungalow in Southern California. Ready to talk a bunch of nonsense with you. I can't stand them. It's the Big Brother Jake Podcast. Yo, what's good, y'all? It's the Big Brother Jake Podcast. I am your host, Big Brother Jake, a.k.a. Jake Warner. I got my name. Welcome to the show. You can listen to the show on SoundCloud.com slash The Big Brother Jake Podcast. You can also go to iTunes or Google Play or Spotify or TuneIn or iHeartRadio. Type in the keyword search, The Big Brother Jake Podcast, and boom, you're in there. I know you hear it in my voice. I'm hype. I'm hype as hell. Why am I hype? Lakers won their first game against the Miami Heat in the NBA Finals. And that means three more wins and the Lakers are world champions. And I couldn't be happier about it. I don't know if they win it all. What the hell's going to be the parade and all that? I don't know. But we'll talk about the Lakers and the Dodgers. LA only segment in segment two. And in segment three, I'm going to break down um, a lot of things that are happening with the podcast and what's to come and my venture with WestCoastStyles.com. I'm going to talk about that a little more because I don't think I've really kind of explained how great this venture is being the official podcast of WestCoastStyles.com. Yes, the Big Brother Jake podcast is the official podcast of WestCoastStyles.com. Yes. So I'm happy about that venture, and I'll talk a little more about it in segment three. Uh, I haven't really been able to just sit down and talk with my peoples, man, because I've been very guest-heavy the last four or five podcasts. And that was for a reason. That was by design. Um, A lot of people are like, man, you don't get enough guests on. And we don't hear you interview as much. Well, okay. So I started doing that. (laughs) And I was having fun doing all these interviews with, you know, hip-hop legends and great sports talk legends like the great Tony Bruno, you know, Rob Fukazaki, ABC7 here in Los Angeles. And then everybody's like, man, you do too many damn guests. We don't hear you talk about sports no more. We don't hear you just talking about stuff. We are used to hearing... You just talk about what's on your mind and how you feel. You know, you used to talk about mental illness. You used to talk about uh, dependency on social media. And you don't do that no more. So, all right, I listen to the people. And I'm taking it back to the essence of what I used to do at the beginning of the birth of this podcast. And it's been a while since I sat down and just hung out and talked to my peoples, meaning y'all. That's, that's who you guys are. I call y'all my peoples, okay? Uh, my peoples that love the Big Brother Jake podcast, they have spoken. And they always wanna, want me to talk about things that they can relate to. And some things people can relate to, some things people can't. Some people get very upset that I haven't had my funny stories. All of y'all are happy Quentin's dead officially. He's never coming back. You know, I, he's a good guy, I guess rest in paradise whatever but i always try to be innovative and i always try to do everything i can to make this podcast pop but the one thing i always said i would always do is be authentic and i would be real and that's why i'm taking the time to sit here talk to my peoples and discuss what's been going on with your boy lately okay I'm really striving to be number one in what I do. I'm not lazy. I put in work. I work 
as if I'm hungry like an intern, like I don't have the job that I want yet, you know, like that. And I would consider myself mildly successful in my field, and I'm proud of it, but I always want more for myself. I don't want to settle. I always want to aim higher. And I'm at a point now where I've tried to aim so high that I've burned myself out. I wasn't going to do a podcast. I I kept saying, oh, man, you know, um, (laughs) uh, I'll push it back. Like, oh, Tuesday, and I'll do a promo. And then Wednesday, oh, man, for sure, Wednesday night, Thursday morning, whatever. And I I really tried like nine times to do this podcast tonight, and I finally hit a a groove, hit a stride. So I'm like, man, I'm going to go with it. (laughs) But here's the thing. I keep myself busy to distract myself from what's really going on with me. For those that don't know, and a lot of you do if you listen to the podcast, I'm going through a divorce right now that should be final by the end of the year. Thank you, COVID. Stretching that out longer than it had to be stretched out. No shade. But, yes, ready for that next chapter. And in the midst of that, and in the midst of, and I said this this is going to be a heavy podcast for me, maybe not for you, but in the midst of all that that's going on, you know, I don't have my kids full-time. And I tend to have times where I'm very lonely. It's just the way of life. It's how things have to be when you go through a divorce. And so for a long time, I used to wonder why people felt the need to take sides. You have mutual friends when you're married. And people feel like they have to take a side. And you don't have to take a side. (laughs) But... Sometimes those people are attached to the other person and you're like, ah, okay, well, I'm still here. Well, you know, I'm, uh, you, you're still welcome in my home. You're still, like, if you, if I hear I'm still, that means there's a condition on it and I'm not down with that. <laughs> so you feel the separation. You feel when people don't want to hang out with you for fear of upsetting people. And it's okay to be, you know, <laughs> Like, you don't have to pick sides, you know, but some people feel the need they have to, and it happens. That's part of it. You know, it's like, damn, I've known you how long, and now I'm just a stranger, and it's okay. That's just part of life post-divorce, you know. I've, I've already discussed how I felt on a lot of things. Two episodes of the realest episodes you'll ever hear. Like, I really just broke it down. I cried and all that stuff. I'm not crying anymore. Like, I'm really happy about the next chapter of my life as far as, you know, working hard in the career. And this podcast is starting to see some amazing things happen. So, like, I'm not upset about anything in life right now, you know. But I did notice something that I used to do and... I also know it's not just a divorce that stops friendships. Two things. I, I'm not good at boundaries. I wasn't good at boundaries. But I'm good at boundaries now. And why am I talking about this? Because A, it's good to get it out. B, somebody might need to hear this. And that's fine. To me it is at least. But if everyone has access to you, then people don't value you as much as they should. They could just go to you anytime and know you'll be there. Now, I'm not saying I wouldn't be there for people I care about and people that need to talk to somebody. 
I'm always there for the people that need me. But sometimes people don't need you in a sense of something to do to help themselves or make themselves better. Sometimes people are opportunists. Sometimes people call you up and say, hey, let's hang out, knowing that I'll pay for the food or pay for whatever it is that needs to be paid for. And I did a little experiment, so to speak. For those that I felt were doing that to me, I would only put half the bill down. And I started to see reactions. Because the one thing I was trying to do, and somebody pointed it out to me a while back. Jake, why are you trying to buy people? Why are you trying to buy friendships? And it's not that I was, in my mind at the time, I was like, no, nah, I ain't trying to buy nobody's friendship. I don't need to buy it. Well, why do you always feel the need to help people out financially or pay for food or pay for this or pay for that? Stop paying and see what happens. And I was like, whatever. People like me for me. Well, <laughs> they were right. It turns out sometimes the, the people that aren't worth a damn, when you put a boundary and you stop doing the certain things they're used to, they stop messing with you. They stop calling. They stop hanging out. They stop wanting to be your friend. And at 44, I didn't think I'd go through something like that. But I think it's because I'm always accessible or have been. And I want to take the time to tell anybody that's listening. You think it's cool to have a whole bunch of friends. You think it's cool to feel that love when you go out with certain people. But here's the thing. It's better to have four quarters than 100 pennies. There's people that do love you. And there are people that care about you. And there are people that have your best interests at heart. For me, it took a pandemic to realize that because I was working so much, I didn't have time to stop and realize what was going on. And I also didn't want to deal with a lot of things, including, you know, a pending divorce and coming home to an empty apartment every night and all that stuff. You know, it's kind of weird. But one of the best things that has happened to me recently within the last couple months is boundaries. And I notice as soon as I put these boundaries up, my phone is drier than the Sahara. And that's okay. Because people, if they can't benefit from you any longer, they'll no longer be a part of your life. And you read these memes and you go on social media and you do all this stuff and you're like, yeah, okay, whatever. I've read that before, blah, 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 blah. But it's true. People are opportunistic, especially if you don't have boundaries. And it's a harsh reality and it sucks really bad. But I'm here to tell you, you can break through it, man. It took me a while to kind of just fall back and not talk to anybody and be my own person. Maybe talk to a couple people here and there and kind of reorganize my life, so to speak. Know my worth. 
And I sure the hell did know my worth. Found out real quick. You know, because it's a toxic trait to want to help everybody. But you're left with nothing. Your your picture's empty because you're pouring for others. It's a toxic trait. So I had to realize I was toxic to myself. <laughs> and the best way I know how to deal with everything is just dive headfirst into working. Now, I was doing all kinds of work, you know, I was driving all over the place and I'm just getting lost in, in other projects to not have to deal with my reality. And then when I ran out of work to do because I was working ahead and everyone's busy and they can't hang out, you're left with having to deal with your own reality. And I finally had to deal with mine. And I wasn't going to talk too much about this, and but I said it was gonna, it's going to be heavy for me. This, this episode is going to be a heavy episode. You realize after a while who really loves you and who doesn't. And it's a fucking sorry-ass reality sometimes. You think you know who you could go to you wonder who's going to be there for you. You wonder who's going to understand your situations. And it doesn't happen that way. And again, there's no shade to anybody. So don't look into it as much as you know. It's just a reflection of my life. No one in particular. Broad canvas. And it sucks. And you're like, damn. It's really like that. Not everybody's your friend. Not everybody cares about you as much as, you know, when everybody cares about you until you leave that restaurant or leave that movie theater or leave that concert that you pay for, all that stuff. And because I'm a generous guy and just want to be liked, <laughs> who doesn't want to be liked? Raise your hand. Some of y'all raising your hands because you're introverts. I get it. But it's cool to be loved. It's cool to have friends. It's cool to be wanted. It's cool that somebody says, hey, can we hang out? Like they want your time and it's, it's, it's a gift for somebody to give you their time. Whether it's a phone call, whether it's a lunch date, whether it's, you know, game night, which damn, I miss game nights. But, you know, once I got divorced, game nights ended really quick for me. So I don't even do the, uh, game nights anymore. And it's tragic and it sucks. I ain't had a good game of spades in a long time. But that's the thing, y'all. I'm here to tell you this because a lot of us are going through a lot. This pandemic is starting to, you know, slow down a little bit now. People are able to go places. But damn it, California, can we please in Southern California open the gyms up again? I miss going to my gym. It's like, all right, I've been riding my bike, but damn, then the fire's hitting. Then the heat stroke or the heat uh, it comes and you can get a heat stroke and, and it's like damn it's hard to ride my bike I can't ride like I used to because the smoke or the heat and I'm trying to do the home gym thing but I just can't like I really can't maybe it's you know I'm lack, lacking discipline so the only way I can lose weight is my diet <laughs> no sodas very little sugar lots of greens lots of vegetables fruit you know things like that so we're all under a lot of pressure and we're adjusting to life as it is now in a pandemic. 
So you're not able to hang out with people you really care about as much. But it's getting better. So it sucks when you don't have boundaries and you just want to be liked and you want to be loved. And you want to, you just want that feeling of mutual respect. But there's something I tell my daughter all the time. And uh, it sucks. But <laughs> what I told her, because she goes through it too, you know, high school and being a teenager and, you know, the things you go through with all your emotions. And my daughter is very much like myself, a very giving, loving, kind person, my oldest daughter. But somebody told me this and it changed my life. And when I told her, it actually, you know, bing, light comes on. I said, sweetheart, you cannot expect you out of somebody else. It's like, I don't understand that. I said, okay, let me break it down for you. You could be loving, kind, want to treat for everybody's food, want to always be there for everybody. But because you do that, you can't expect other people to treat you that way. Of course it feels good to be loved and treated a certain way. But you can't expect that from somebody else just because you do it for them. She's like, oh, how did you learn that, Dad? And I was like, I learned that a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> so I'm just trying to help you out. But that's the thing. It's been a crazy 18 months. And I've had to learn a lot on my own. And I've had all, uh, some amazing friends that have helped me along the way. And they're beautiful people and I love them with all my heart. Very good friends will point things out to you that you don't want to deal with, but you have to. Because who wants to be a doormat? Who wants fake love in their life? Who wants false hope in their life? Nobody wants that. So I've learned. And I'm I'm better for it. And I use this particular episode... For those that are going through it right now. You're not alone. It's tough. Who wants to be an outcast? Who wants to go through life and not have people that love and care about them? It sucks. But pain, time, and situations reveal a lot of things about people's character. When you set boundaries, you find out real quick who gets mad at you because you start loving yourself and value yourself more. It's okay to say no. It's okay to take time for yourself. You don't always have to say, I'm going to be okay, I'm fine, I'm okay, I'm fine. It's okay to be hurt. It's okay to not be okay. It's okay to not be fine. Because all you're doing is delaying a chance to let that hurt go and let that hurt out. It's okay to not be okay. It's fine to not be fine. And I think once we realize that, we can heal from what's hurting us a lot quicker than if we just hold it in. 
and that's what I wanted to tell y'all today. Have boundaries. Love yourself. Find the people that care about you. Because a lot of people are out here selfish as hell and opportunistic and get mad when you discover that you're being used. And Lord knows, I thought people would love me if I helped pay their car payments. I thought people would love me if I helped them with groceries. I thought people would love me if I helped pay their rent or their bills, loan them some cash. I don't even do loan. I just give it to you. But that one time you don't have it, I'm like, damn, you asking for more? I thought it was a one-time thing. Oh, if you ain't got it, then never mind. Well, damn, okay, yeah, I don't, never mind. That one bill is all it costs for me to get rid of you in my life? Cool. Can't be a sucker, man. And Lord knows I've been one many times. But you can't be a sucker. So, learn from anything you're hurting from. Sometimes you have to feel the pain to remember what it feels like so you don't have to go through it again. Pain can make you stronger. It can teach you a lot. Especially if you have arthritic knees. But I ain't talking about that kind of pain, y'all. Just learn from it, man. Don't allow yourself to be hurt by anyone or anything anymore. Go after what you want to go after. Don't delay no more. Yeah, it hurts. And you know, as life goes on, you love people, you lose people physically and, you know, mentally. (laughs) You know, it's not always going to be that whole big crowd of friends that you hang out with and roll with. That changes sometimes, and it hurts and it sucks because people reveal their character. Stick to those boundaries. Learn from your hurt and become a better person behind it. Don't be a bitter person. And help others that are going through it. Okay, I think y'all probably tired of hearing me talk about that, but it's just something I had to get off my chest. I'm learning a lot about myself in this pandemic. And I got the funny stories. We're going to bring all those back like I did the old school days. But we're we're also going to have interviews and stuff like that. And I'll discuss that in segment three. But next segment right now, we're going to talk about my Dodgers and my Lakers. Well, before I do that, I just want to thank you all for um, hearing me out. Man, I felt a lot better. But you're not alone for those going through it. And, I'm you know, be there for your people. But don't give up yourself to do it. Let's talk Lakers and Dodgers now. You're listening to the Big Brother Jake Podcast with Big Brother Jake. Duh. Three more wins. Three more wins. Three more wins. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, man. Laker fans, I know you're feeling it right now. I know I am, most definitely. Lakers beat the Miami Heat 116-98, and it wasn't even that close because the Heat, they went on a run in the first quarter, and they were up, I believe, by 13 points, and I'm like, oh, shit, Lakers are in trouble already. Look at them already falling back. 
And uh, no disrespect to Dwight Howard, he had two points in the game. And, you know, they experimented with that start. And, yeah, it didn't work out. I mean, he had eight rebounds, but two points. And as soon as they took out Dwight Howard, and they started feeding the ball to Anthony Davis more and more and more because it was mismatch after mismatch after mismatch. Anthony Davis went the hell off. Ended up with 34 points, nine rebounds, five assists, three blocks. Went the hell off. 10 of 10 from the free throw line. What? Big man making free throws? 10 of 10 from the free throw line? And he's not a natural five spot. He's a four spot. But, you know, they were... They were putting people on him that were six, seven inches smaller than him. And I'm like, man, just keep feeding that dude the ball and let him score. And, of course, LeBron went LeBron. And here's the thing I got to tell y'all. You know, LeBron went off for 25 points, nine assists, 13 rebounds. That's a lot. He, he almost damn near had a triple-double, okay? But the key to the Lakers winning, along with finding these mismatches, and feeding Anthony Davis the ball. LeBron James has to drive to the hoop more. Now, he's not my favorite Laker of all time. He's probably not even my fifth. I, I, I would disrespect all here we come 3-2-1. I would rate Kurt Rambis as a more popular Laker than LeBron James in my book. And I'm a Laker fan. <laughs> I'm sorry. I was spoiled. I had Kareem. I had Magic. I had Shaq and Kobe. So forgive me, Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but in all seriousness, LeBron needs to take it to the hole more. You know, I get it, 17th season, he, he's, he doesn't have the ups like he used to, but he's still at, at the end of his prime, but still balling out of control. Because the man is a machine, he takes care of his body, and he's, you know, he's small, small patrol. He's able, he has like a Carl Malone body ready to battle every night. But way more athletic, I think, and, and a lot more... Um, he has better hops, able to get to the hoop faster. But people expect LeBron to do that fallback jumper. You're not Kobe where you have to rely on that. You got to take it to the hole, man, especially against the Miami Heat. And that and the bench, finally, finally the bench hitting shots. I mean, Kuzma didn't have his strongest game offensively, but he had eight rebounds. And you can't ask for more than that. But Morris, what the hell, eight points? Off the bench. Nobody saw that coming. And Rondo did a decent job. He did a decent job. He had seven points, four assists. And, and you can't ask for more for that. And Jared Dudley had zero points. <laughs> but at least he got some time. He made it to the stat sheet. But it was a blowout. They were up as much as 30 points. And, you know, it, it was sad to see all the injuries that were starting to happen. Dragic got that, that foot injury. Took him out the game. Butler had an ankle injury, but still scored 23 points. But I got to say this much. I was expecting a lot more from the Heat. And, and, and put the injuries aside to the Heat. The Lakers are a strong team. And, and, and I think they're the better team. You know, Paul Pierce, which I can't stand, he actually predicted the Lakers would sweep the series. And my man, Stephen A., that I love to death, he, he picked them to go, I believe, in six. But... And he always scares me when he picks because uh, his picks don't usually turn out well. But I'm not going to disrespect the Heat and say they're going to get swept. That's impossible. As long as you have Butler on your team, you cannot, you won't be swept. He won't allow you to be swept. Okay? That's just not going to happen. 
at all. And Harrow, he had 14 points, uh, four rebounds, three assists. He didn't have his normal great game. He's been playing great in the bubble, and you know, but he's a rookie. And you, you, he's already been outstanding in the series. But I think a lot of it, I'm watching at the beginning of the game, people were missing easy shots and whatnot. That's nerves. It's the championship. So I see the Lakers winning the, the, the NBA Finals, not because I'm a Laker fan, but because they watching them play, Anthony Davis alone, I think, might win the Finals MVP if he keeps playing like this because he's playing at both ends of the floor. He's doing it on offense, taking it to the hoop, which you don't even see in today's NBA anymore. Everybody wants to hit like a 30-foot three-pointer or, 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 you know, nobody does a, 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 a 12-foot jump shot no more. They don't pull up and do a baseline jumper no more. But, you know, uh, Anthony Davis is balling out of control like a big man, going inside, taking it hard to the hoop. And that's what the Lakers need to do more of because there's no answer for Miami at the center spot. None. Who's going to stop Anthony Davis? Because if he was missing those chippies, he was getting rebounds and putting them back in and scoring. Who's going to stop him in the middle? There's not one player in the heat that could stop him. They're trying to double team him. They can't stop him. And once he gets that attention, kicks it out to LeBron, LeBron take it right to the hoop. think the Heat are in trouble. I think it's going to go six games. That's just me. But watching that game, it was awful, like, for the Heat. I, You know, here's the thing. I'm not one of these guys that, oh, you know, uh, at the Lakers, if it's not a close game, I'm not interested. I want my team to win by 50 because it takes the pressure and the, the nerves and the bubble guts off of me as a fan. I want to watch my team dominate and win the championship as quick and easy as possible. Like with the Shaq and Kobe Lakers when they dominated New Jersey, I loved it. I thought it was amazing. You know, they were selling championship T-shirts at halftime at the gift shop at Staples Center. That is fact because they knew it was over. And they knew it was going to be over in four. I'm not going to be disrespectful to Miami. I think they pull out at least one game, maybe two, because I've had time to adjust to the Lakers and their play and have film now on how, you know, how they played against them. Injuries were, yeah, okay, they were a factor, but they weren't as much of a factor because once they, you know, they were up by 13, Lakers came back, it sucked the momentum out of all of them, and you could see it. So it was great to see Anthony Davis go off the way he did and LeBron. Those two together, I can't see them, anyone on the Miami Heat stopping those two. And I think it, out of respect to Miami and Jimmy Butler, I think it goes six, but it could go five with the Lakers winning it all. That's just my opinion. So props to the Lakers for doing that, getting that big W. Three more wins, three more wins, three more wins. Love seeing that. Now, taking it across town, so to speak, my beloved Los Angeles Dodgers. Man, let me say this. Well, if we would have had Mookie Betts the two years we went to the World Series, we win the damn World Series. This kid's amazing, and thank God we have him for 12 more years. He went off tonight, man, and it's, it's his play that inspires everybody. He went two for four, had an RBI, and a run scored. But he's the catalyst of this Dodger team. Mookie Betts gets everybody inspired to play hard and to do well. You know, and I, I, I will also, also say that 
you know, everybody else chipped in. You had Corey Seager finally got a home run. You know, he's kind of, you know, slumming a little bit, struggling a little bit, but he got his home run going. And, you know, you got everybody involved. Pollock had an RBI. Will Smith, the one I like, had an RBI and did well. <laughs> he got an RBI. He went off for three, but he got the RBI, and that's all that matters. And Dodgers win 4-2 to two over Milwaukee. And let me say, I'm not a fan of the city of Milwaukee. I'm not a fan of the baseball team. Ryan Braun soured that. I like Prince Fielder a lot when he played there, briefly or whatever. But um, Ryan Braun, what he did when he got busted with steroids and made that poor guy, te- the tester, take the fall and lose his job, that made me lose respect. And don't get me started on the reliever hater, whatever his name is, um, that used to tweet racist things. And so I think about those things. I don't like the team, and I hope the Dodgers sweep them. I think it might go the full length of the series, but Dodgers are a strong team. If they can do what they did tonight with Mookie Betts, you know, getting the team started, I think the Dodgers are unstoppable. They're my pick to win the World Series in Major League Baseball. And here's the other thing I, I really didn't like. I love Justin Turner. Got to meet him a couple times. Got a picture with him. Love the guy. He's one of my favorite Dodgers ever. Just because, you know, he he embodies everything I like about baseball. Why in the hell did he agree to talk and do be interviewed during the game while they're playing? I don't like that, ESPN. I'm sorry. I do not like the announcers talking to him when he's trying to focus on the outfield. Now, granted, he said he's not going to talk during at-bats. But it's really gimmicky. You do that in the regular season. You don't do that in the playoffs. I'm sorry. You don't do that. You're talking to a player that's trying to concentrate. And, and who agrees to that? I get it. You talk to the managers. They're not the ones at bat or out in the uh, outfield. But I don't like them to, well, you know, in this particular situation, uh, Justin Turner, what would you do? Man, no. And then he's like, well, you know, and then he's gone, and he's like, oh, and running. It was confusing. I didn't like it. But maybe I'm just old school. Man, keep the microphones off the players in the field. In the playoffs, not a good idea. But um, I still think the Dodgers win this series. Los Angeles, you should be happy tonight as I record this. And with the Lakers, yeah, five or six games, max. It's not going a full seven. I'm sorry. It's just not. I, what I saw from the Heat, it was like, man, throw the towel in. It was embarrassing. 30 point, it got up to a 30-point lead. And the only reason why they came back is because the Lakers took their foot off the gas. Because Miami was injured. So I, I love seeing what I saw from the Lakers. They were just that good tonight. Miami was good. Lakers were outstanding. And Dodgers, you should be beating those Brewers, no problem. So that's my sports wrap, Los Angeles style. On to the next. Hello, everybody. You're listening to my daddy, Big Brother Jake. This is the Big Brother Jake broadcast. Bye, everybody. Man, that was fun diving into sports like that. I haven't done that in a minute. Maybe I should keep doing that. You know, I was even thinking about doing, like, daily sports takes, you know, for the damn sports, you know, once a day. If anyone's interested in that, I'll do it. You know, what the hell? I ain't got nothing else to do. (laughs) 
except, you know, have four jobs, be a dad, be a friend to people, be, you know, good son, good brother, all that stuff. Other than that, I don't have nothing to do. But anyway, so you notice that uh, the last few weeks, I've been promoting a lot of stuff I'm doing, uh, especially all the stuff I'm doing that's affiliated with WestCoastStyles.com. Um, the great Tim Sanchez, which we'll have him on the program. He's the godfather over there. He runs everything. That's his baby. They were nice enough to take me on and, uh, you know, have some synergy going with the uh, Big Brother Jake podcast, which is the official podcast of WestCoastStyles.com. And one of the things I get to do over there, besides present fresh new music from West Coast artists, is I also get to do interviews from time to time. And I've gotten to do a few with like Rodney O, with Neb Love. Um, you know, I've done stuff with the homie Afro. And I uh, got some other stuff coming up that you'll be happy to hear about. But um, I also get to interview some of my legends, some of the legends to me, uh, my heroes in hip-hop, West Coast hip-hop, inspirations. And um, you'll be hearing a lot more of that coming from WestCoastStyles.com. We have a whole bunch of great content over there. And um, I'm interviewing with King T, Compton OG, Compton legend, King T tomorrow. Uh, actually, for those that are hearing this, tomorrow will be October 1st at 12 o'clock West Coast time, live on our YouTube channel. Um, I have all that information on my Instagram account, so go there and check it out. And uh, the old post that I did, and I'll repost uh, every all the information for that interview for those that are interested to, to watch it live. Uh, but we'll also repost it on WestCoastStyles.com, and more than likely, I'll try to have it on the Big Brother Jake podcast as well, uh, because my man Tim Sanchez and myself, Styles, as we call him, and uh, myself, we'll be doing the interview with King T, so I'm very happy about that, and a lot more legends to come. Trust me, you don't want to miss these interviews. You know, so yes, I am selling really hard the, the website. Um, a lot of great content. You know, Any Means, another rapper that I interviewed uh, out of Cudahy, California, Chicano rap artist. But man, that dude got flows and he's sick. And you, you would swear he's from the East Coast if you closed your eyes, you know? So check out all the content we have over there. I promise you, you won't be disappointed. And it's one hell of a venture I'm happy to be a part of. And we're just getting started, man. All gas, no brakes. You feel me? So check it out. WestCoastStyles.com. Also, um, for those who have been asking, and some of you have, I'm working to try and take this podcast to video. So it's in the works. I'm excited about it. That just means I have to lose a lot more weight and make sure my <laughs> complexion is clear. So, oh man, me on video, on uh, uh, camera, I don't like it, but I know it's a necessary thing to do, and I'm working with my man, Steve Scorsese, <laughs> he's my man that, uh, I, I've had him on the podcast before, uh, but I've also, he did my first promo, which if you go to the Big Brother Jake podcast uh, Instagram and the BBJ podcast on Twitter, I have posted a promo of the podcast and i was about 50 pounds heavier from the last one so i said bro we need some updated material man i've lost some weight <laughs> i don't want the big man look anymore and he's like got you so uh we're working together to try and get this video thing i hope i didn't jinx it by talking about it now 
I don't want to like, you know, but I'm excited about it. You know, uh, we're going to have a YouTube channel coming and all that good stuff and trying to make things interactive as much as possible. Uh, trying to figure out technology that I could purchase so we can go live and have people come on. Um, it, it, there's a lot of things I'm excited about. I've been working my ass off behind the scenes, um, which is one of the reasons why I'm just fried. I'm burned out. Got so much going on. But a lot of it's for this podcast because uh, without y'all, you know, it's like I don't even want to do it. But the love I get from the podcast and the love I get from y'all, you know, it's just amazing. And um, sponsors, I'm looking at y'all, man. Like, people don't want to spend money on anything. Y'all are cheap. <laughs> and small businesses, that's where it's at. So, look, man, I'll put you on. I offered. I offered three months for free. Nobody, and I mean nobody, was down. So, I was like, wow. So, I'm not reaching my target audience. So, I'm going to tell y'all one more again, Okay. If you're interested, you have a small business, I don't care if you sell cookies, I don't care if you sell cosmetics, I don't care if you sell anything, whatever your, your store is, and that's not just pertaining to Los Angeles, anywhere worldwide you want to pump your business, hit up the Big Brother Jake Podcast at gmail.com. That's the Big Brother Jake Podcast at gmail.com. Let me know about your business, how we can get in touch with you, and I'll shout you out on the podcast free of charge. I'll even cut a commercial for you. Again, I ain't going to keep doing this, so you better take advantage because when this thing blows up to where I want it to go, the prices are going to go up and you won't be able to afford me, I'm telling you. So get in, be an old school customer, and, <laughs> and I promise you, I promise you, we'll work really good together. So do that. We got some great things coming our way, man, and I'm excited about it. So, westcoaststyles.com, check out my interviews. Uh, I had DJ Battlecat, a uh, producer for Doc Pound Snoop, and worked with Dre and a whole bunch of other greats. Uh, did that interview with Styles, a.k.a. Tim Sanchez, the Godfather, and King T, tomorrow after this podcast. Yes, can't wait. Oh, my gosh. One of my favorite rappers of all time. It's going to be a fun one. So check that out when you can. All the information will be up on my Instagram page at Big Brother Jake and at the Big Brother Jake podcast. So, yes, just wanted to spend a little time with you guys solo. And uh, I feel good about it. Got it off my chest and I'm very happy about it. And uh, next week, we got a few things planned. Don't want to jinx it. But I'm looking forward to spending more time with y'all. And uh, a lot of uh, fun things going on. Maybe by then, the Lakers might be the world champions. And the uh, Los Angeles Dodgers will advance to the uh, National League Divisional Series. So, a lot of good things happening. And to all the other sports teams, I don't care about y'all. <laughs> so, I'm going to land this plane right now. I'm really happy. Life is dope. I'm really excited. Things are on the up and up. And uh, we're just getting started over here at the Big Brother Jake Podcast. So... Until next week, where I lied to y'all about three times when I'm going to do the podcast, <laughs> I say to y'all, You're listening to the Big Brother Jake Podcast. <laughs>